welcome to the sixth episode of the Holistic DVTA podcast. I'm Brandon Tran with my friend Money Bay Martin. Hunter, how are you doing? What's up, Brandon? Doing well, doing well. I um, yeah, man, just uh, enjoying life right now. Kind of uh, it's a little bit slower here at the Martin household, so just enjoying hanging out with family and eating some good food. I just finished. Uh, actually, you might have heard of this show, The Queen's Gambit. On oh, Netflix. I'm listening to that. Actually, I'm mean, actually watching that now. So, Word. how do you like it? It's good. I mean, I love, I love her story. Like, it's pretty cool how she grew up an orphan and kind of got into the whole chess scene. Because, like, I mean, that's a very, that's a very different type of game. I mean, chess is hard. I mean, have you ever played chess? Uh, is it checkers? Because nah, I haven't played chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Sorry. Um. Uh, cool deal yeah so i mean in this episode uh we're gonna be talking about goals uh specifically 2021 goals and the next five years and kind of how we want to go about things um i know hunter and i we we talk a lot about uh real estate outside of the podcast and our own conversations not only real estate but just life goals man like any type of goal right i mean it could be anywhere from losing weight um relationship stuff it could be maybe giving back. I mean, it can be anything. I mean, we just have all these type of goals that we want to hit. So it, it's nice to have these type of conversations because you keep someone accountable, especially if you have a partner, um, sort of like a partner in crime to, to keep you accountable. So exactly. Um, exactly. And we thought it'd be a great way to share it with you guys. And for y'all to be thinking about some of the goals you are going to have for the new year. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, it's not just uh, me and Hunter it's, or Hunter and I, it's also, you guys, right? We want you guys to be uh, on the same path as us and be inspired by this. I mean, if, even if you're not inspired, if you're just listening, just, you know, I think it'd be a good idea to even make some 2021 goals. Maybe if you were even just start cooking for the first time, start cooking, it saves you money, you know, I mean, anything, right? So, especially yeah. in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. But all right, let's get into it. So, Hunter, you want to, you kind of want to start it off or? Yeah, man. I'll start it off. So, I have created kind of a or not kind of i created a goal sheet for me not only for the year 2021 but kind of forecasting out into years one through five from now so right now i'm 26 years old um finishing up grad school so my first year goals or the goals for 2021 are to quite frankly, move out of my parents' house. <laughs> I, uh, I'm in a graduate school, like I've stated. So I'm living at home due to COVID and my classes being online. So that's definitely a huge motivating factor is to get out of this, uh, get out of this house, uh, be on my own, be independent in that regard. Um, to go on with that, I have a few more goals, which is simply to finish up graduate school uh, pass my national boards exam and a licensure exam as well and find a full-time occupational therapy job in the extended Raleigh area. So um, they talk about men testing things into existence. This is a way to do that, not only to have direction in your life, but I think these goals are for me going to be accomplished in this year. And 2021 is looking like a great year of change, quite frankly, in my life. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, no, for sure. So I know you talked about 
entering and taking your uh what exam board exam right yeah what so is... it's similarly go ahead. go ahead oh no i was i was saying yeah my board's exam so it's similar to if you're in law school and you take the bar that is the equivalent to us here in occupational therapy school so we're taking our national board exam so that's what um allows us to actually be a practitioner and practice in the field of occupational therapy okay how many how many questions is that you know uh that's a good question probably too many i started <laughs> my board prep and it's encompassing of a lot i don't have the quantifiable uh question total right in front of me here but i know it's definitely a few hours okay cool yeah i know i mean one of my one of my best friends he uh he's in med school right now and he's man he's doing all that and i Man, it just seems tough. <laughs> it just seems oh, a lot. dude, school is a grind. And I mean, kudos to him because I'm only in a master's program, which is, I think, two and a half years. And even that was a grind for me because after this, I'm done with traditional school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, med school is like, that. what, eight years or something? Med school, I believe it's like four. I could be totally wrong. So please, if, uh, if I say something and it's wrong, take it with a grain of salt. But then you have to do like residencies and you don't even get paid that much. And you have to get placed. Yeah. And it's just a big uh, kind of time. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of debt as well. And just me personally, I don't know if I would love it enough to put myself through all that. Yeah, I think it's kind of like what we're trying to do, right? Is putting the sweat equity in the beginning and just snowball from there and see how it works out but i know i mean from talking to my best friend or to my buddy or whatever he was telling me that um yeah it's just i mean it's just a lot of work you got to put in the upfront but i mean but he it's his passions you know so that's awesome but for me that's just not me but exactly i mean and that passion aspect is key because that's you're not doing it for money although money's great he's doing it for his self and what his goals are so yeah no for sure for sure cool deal well i can go over mine real quick yeah i was uh, gonna ask brandon what are your uh one year goals yeah so for 2020 i hit i hit a lot of my goals i mean one of them was definitely <laughs> like you like you said i mean also i'm 23 years old i'm turning 24 in january of uh 2021 but um my biggest goal for 2020 at least was finding a job man <laughs> getting yes, getting sir. becoming independent right just getting out of that you know out of that house man it's just once you're on your own it's kind of nice um doing your own thing but uh, well actually that was 2019 because i actually moved to charlotte in 2019 so i mean that's a good idea but um for the goal of 2021 i would say my biggest thing is making sixty thousand dollars in net active income right Notice I said net and active because dude, a lot of people don't know this, but I mean, I could say I'm making $60,000 a year, but really you're making 41,000, right? Cause yeah, yeah. Brandon. So can you go in a little bit deeper on that? Yeah. I mean, I can go a little bit into it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, curious, yeah, like sure. how, like when you say you make 60 and you say that's net, how is that different than gross profit or salary? Yeah. So $60,000 gross is what they tell you you're going to make. Right. But what they don't tell you is that in your state, you actually have all these freaking taxes that you have to pay. So one of them is like, for example, for North Carolina, we have a flat income tax rate of 5.25, right? So that's gets deducted. You have 
Medicare, you have social security, you have all these insurance. Like it's, it's just a bunch of taxes that, well, frankly, a lot of people don't want to pay for, but you have to pay for, right. Just cause it's, it's the law. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, so that's why I say 60 net. So that's after taxes. Um, and that's why I also, I also say active, right. Cause none of it's passive and I'll go more into that into my, uh, further years. I possibly want to, I kind of want to go into the tech realm. I want to work a remote job. I think that'll be huge for me because now I have, you know, I got this monitor. I'm thinking about buying another monitor. I have this huge desk and I don't really have much. I have a printer and my computer. <laughs> um, and I think the tech realm too, also you get paid a lot more. Plus it'd be interesting because I mean, that's what the way the world's going now, right? It's tech. I mean, companies biggest budgets are tech, like tech products, like computers, laptops, uh, chargers, all that kind of stuff. Right. So and that's it's interesting because in 2020, as everyone knows, due to COVID, uh, companies have had to transition uh, towards tech, maybe a little bit faster than what it would have originally had to have done that because you couldn't meet a face. So you would have to do something like we are doing now, which is a technically a zoom call. But uh, yeah. like you said, tech is the future, whether you like it or not. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. And going back to that, I mean, I'm not trying to knock my company at all. Like I, I work for an amazing company. I work for a huge financial firm and they've done tremendous at transitioning to a online environment, virtual environment, but just working in the financial space, I can definitely say that I don't think I could see myself doing this long-term. I mean, I work, the people I work with, man, are awesome. Like my boss is great. The people I've surround myself with at my job are awesome. They help me with anything I need. And I help a lot with all the financial advisors and stuff. But um, just for me personally, I don't see myself, I don't think I could stay in that uh, environment for a long time, especially at a branch level. I do work at a branch. I mean, I'm, going, I'm trying to go corporate here soon, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, and third thing on the list, I want to buy my first house and special, like specifically, I want to buy a duplex. Um, as a lot of you guys know now, um, I'm trying to get into the whole real estate game. That's like the big step. And I mean, that's Absolutely. financial freedom, man. That's, that's what I'm chasing. So, um, and if I want to work like, and I'm not just saying financial freedom just for financial freedom, but I'm just saying it so I can, if I don't want to work for the rest of my life, I don't have to. Right. I mean, I kind of like doing what I'm doing. I'm chilling. I'm not making a hassle out of it, but we'll see in the future. What if I don't like a job? Maybe, maybe my boss hates me. And you know, that's how corporate life is, dude. Like people are very political out there. Right. So it's like, they can get on you about something stupid that, for sure. Not, not your problem. But um, another thing it's, I want to network and meet 25 successful investors, especially in real estate. Um, I, I don't want to keep throwing real estate down people's throat. And my next goal is not real estate invest, uh, you know, uh, topic, but. Are you uh, sure? Are you sure? I promise. I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to meet really successful people because I feel like uh, who you, who you surround yourself with is who you become. Right. So it's absolutely want to start building that mindset more. Um, I mean, it's, if I turn 24, I'll be considered pretty young in the game. Uh, according to a lot of people, especially if you read online and stuff like the typical investors, like in the thirties, right. Thirties, forties. So my next goal, I want to lose 30 to 40 pounds, man. I'm getting fat. I'm getting fat. It's not good. 
It is not good. Um, hey, man, got to start somewhere, brick by brick. Man, I used to have abs. I don't know what happened to me, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Just the whole donuts, everything happened. I got in a relationship, dude. It just went downhill from there. The whole holiday. The happy weight. Doesn't have. Yeah, dude, honestly. I mean, holidays for good. me, I think everyone who's even listening can even relate. Holiday time is good eating, but it's hard to say no when uh, grandma brings out her sweets or mama makes that pie so man, curse grandma man just kidding. Right. I love my grandma <laughs> i love it i love it but i, I hate it at the same right time. exactly and, and for you guys out there i used to be 250 pounds and i actually got all the way down to 170 at one point um hunter remembers that but oh my man was looking lean hey, to me hey you already know man I, I, if i got a paper cut i probably would have started bleeding everywhere but <laughs> my veins were out everywhere you know what i'm saying that's right that's right um but also i think my last one is i want to read 12 books in a year so that's about that's a book a month um i think that's a very tangible goal and one because i mean from reading books i've learned so much from reading books i enjoy rather than reading books i don't care about like for example like a biology book like who cares about that right or like anything related to school (laughs) yes because in a book especially when it goes to school by the time it makes its way into a book it's pretty much it depends on what it is if it's biology based it's not going to change but it's just so it's different yeah no for sure and i feel like books man they just compound everything in life like right your interest your knowledge i mean helps you keep being involved um one thing i saw the other day was that um say for example you got one penny right and you compounded that over a month for 30 days Man, it, this is literally the power of compound interest. I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you make in that one month, 30 days, every day it's compounded, it turns into $5,368,709. Like that is absolutely insane from one penny. That's wild. And so what people who might not understand the, um, uh, the what compounding is, Branding isn't saying that it's adding up he's saying it's doubling one, every day that's yeah, what i'm that's saying, saying that so term, it's squared so it's like one times one and then you find other pennies and you square it basically doubling it which is how he got to the five million total yeah and the whole aspect is just compounding right that's i mean obviously like who's gonna do that but I'm just hey, saying, it's, it's a snowball effect man snowball effect exactly that. so um but yeah so that's about it for my 2021 goals Um, Brandon, I know for me and I think everyone listening as well, uh, one thing I took away from your goals and mine, not only were they objective and they were reasonable, but also reach goals. I mean, in school, I was taught goals are everywhere. So whether it be a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely, whether it can be anything, right? So what you stated specifically was quantifiable, I think, because you said you wanted to read 12 books, wanted to make us X amount of dollars. It's not, I would like to be healthier. No, you want to drop 40 pounds. So the fact that you're specific with it and your goals are measurable, it enables you to actually know when you've hit them. And I think that's key. I'm not here to preach about what's the best goal or the right way to do it. All I'm saying is that when you're making your goals, specifically with me and Brandon, we were very specific with, okay, I, how do I measure this goal? Is it is it quantifiable? Is it not? 
right? I mean, something that I'm doing every day in 2021, uh, I stated my big goals, but some of the smaller goals that I want is to practice daily grat- gratitude uh, mm-hmm. is to stretch every day. All those things are small and simple that I can accomplish every day, but they're quantifiable as well because did I do it or did I not? So yeah, that's, that's like, just a little. Yeah. And that relates a lot to like health and fitness too. Right. I remember like when I was doing that whole bodybuilding type of journey, man, I'm telling you like decreasing your calories, like it's, it seems in, like easy. I mean, it is in the beginning, but as time goes on being consistent, it gets tough. Like it gets Dude, really so tough. tough. Yeah. Um, and I, and the reason why I say 30, 40 pounds is like, why is that number out there? Is because, I mean, I weigh 220 now. So, and I was probably the most confident I ever was at 180 pounds. You know what I mean? Uh, especially before I met my girlfriend. Um, yeah. But I think if I just get back to down that weight, I'd feel better. I'd be more active. And then, like, I have a target to get, reach. You know what I mean? And that takes discipline to, to hit that goal. So, and a year is more than enough time to hit that. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, what about, so Hunter, what about your, uh, 22 to 25 goals? Yeah, man. So getting to year two through five. So yeah, going 2022, 2023, 2024, and 2025. So these are goals for that. Sorry, I'm pulling it up as we speak. All right. For Year 2022, I have worked my OT job. I've been in school way too long. (laughs) So me having a job, that is huge. I think uh, acclimating myself to the workforce, Brandon knows this firsthand. It's definitely different than school. You have to show up whether you feel like it or not. So definitely a simple goal, but an objective is to have an OT job and work that. As well as that, I, I want to gross 60000 So Brandon talked about netting 60K. I think through my W-2 job, I want to gross 60K. So like Brandon said earlier, the approximate net or take-home pay on that is $41,304. According to this calculator I found online, where it talked about specifically and how what taxes are taken out and it blew my mind. I know Brennan has already said this, but I mean, we're talking about 17.76 of that gross income of 60 is taken out and that's federal and state income. And then you have to pay a state insurance taxes. And that's just what this is showing me that I'm looking at now. So, Oh wow. I make $6,000 a year. And that's great. It really is. But you're, Estimated bi-weekly take-home pay is 1700 So it's just, that was a big eye-opening thing for me. And I that's something I wouldn't have even looked at if I hadn't even set these goals like I'm doing now. Um, moving on, uh, I want to, obviously, I have to start paying off student loans. And it's interesting. I talked to some students who go on to school like I am, either it's occupational therapy school, PA school, PT school, uh, med school, just all this additional schooling. And they talk about being in debt for the rest of their lives. And like, I, I just know for me personally, that's not something I want to oh, do. No. So I'm 
planning <laughs> against that, right? So initially I thought, hmm, let me just dump as much money as possible into these student loans while my living expenses are low. It's just me. I have no dependence, whether it's it's just me. And then I started think, I mean, like Brandon, I want to get into real estate as well. And so how do I do this? And in talking to friends of mine who are already in the real estate game and have been in the field, I'm instead going to not defer my loan payments, but I'm thinking about making the minimum payment on both of the loan amounts from my undergrad and graduate schools to keep the um, interest uh, low on it. But what I'm going to aggressively do is to save and invest uh, three to five percent uh, as a down payment. I'm sorry, save and I'm going to save and invest for a three to five percent down payment on a primary residence home via um, a FHA and FHA loan. Um, and so I've already started saving and doing that via my uh, investment. So I have an investment account with Vanguard. And so I have a brokerage account and a Roth IRA. And so right now I'm side hustling, doing my thing, putting the money away and making it grow and earn more in these accounts than it would sitting into a bank account. So my plan is to um, pump money into a primary residence because then I think I could uh, house hack or do what Brandon said, buy a duplex and rent it out and have someone pay the mortgage off for me so I can have an asset that's producing, not only am I capturing the appreciation and loan pay down, but also I could be cash flowing a little bit. So, and using that asset to then pour into my student loans. So I know that's kind of a lot, <laughs> right there, but I'm just really passionate about all of that. And so I wanted to kind of take a deeper dive into what my kind of, uh, not only my current situation, but what I'm kind of thinking about in terms of that. Nice. Nice. Is that just 2021 or 2022? Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, sorry. So that's 2022 is to, um, buy a house and work in a key job and grow 60 K uh, year three through five. So that's 2023. Not only am I going to have this house purchased by then, I want to bump up my W2 earnings for my O2 job to 63,000 gross as well. But I also want to uh, aggressively save for future investment property. So whether that's just me or find a partner, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Brandon, uh, <laughs> to go in on something as well. So I'm increasing my passive income as well to then fund what I either wanted, whether that is to buy more real estate or to knock out those, those student loans even faster. Even faster. So year four and year five. So this is I have written on this whiteboard here, uh, 2024 and 2025. So basically just amplify that. So I'm going to buy two to three more investments, uh, investment properties, and I'm going to make them be destination places. So I'm going to use the uh, short-term rental strategy via Airbnb uh, to generate great cash flow and cash on cash return. 
um, as well as, like I said earlier, the appreciation in these destination spots are definitely, uh, I don't know what the percentages are, but they're more than just like your residential area, as well as the loan pay down as well. Um, I would like to have my student loans paid off because I'm going to just dump a lot of the um, cash flow or the profit earned via these uh, realistic properties into that. Um, I'm still going to be working my job. So hopefully I'm going to be grossing $67,000 from my W2O2 job and have a monthly cash flow after all my expenses are paid of at least $2,000. So if I were to hit that, that would be $24,000 annually that I will have as monthly cash flow from my passive, uh, from my passive point of view. And just rounding off your five. So these later years for me could change and probably will change. But right now it would be to make $71,000 gross for my W-2 occupational therapy job, own at least three rent properties, cash flowing, of course, create $5,000 of monthly cash flow. I know that's aggressive, but honestly, guys, I, I just, I think it's really possible, especially five years from now, if I know what I'm doing. And in doing that, obtain thy holy financial freedom, which... <laughs> Uh, I think is what Brandon said earlier. It's not being rich. It's not uh, making X amount of money. It's, it's when my passive income via my uh, positive cash flow equals my living expenses. So I'm going to be purposefully living frugal so that my cash flow can equal my living expenses. And when that happens, I will be financially free in that regard, which will then I will have time to feed them and not treating time for money. And I can go down the, the rabbit hole there. But um, uh, that is basically what my goals are. Oh, and to be married. <laughs> I know we're talking a lot about financial goals in terms of what my goals are. But uh, I think in year five, which will be 2025, I will be 31 years of age. And by golly, I hope I'm married then because I'm <laughs> younger. And uh, my mom, she's, uh, I don't know how much longer she could wait for a little grin. Do. And I mean, that's not influencing my anything. I'm just saying she's up my ass about that. So. That's funny. That's actually hilarious. Um, well, cool stuff. Yeah. So going, going back to what Hunter said, yeah, we don't, we definitely don't want to keep stuffing down um these financial like goals in people's faces but i mean this is just our personal goals and the thing is is that if, even if you can't i mean some of these goals you can't hit you can't hit uh some of these goals you might even surpass but the most important thing is is to actually make a goal right something that's actually attainable um, and that you can actually like see and you actually know because i think for me it's just interesting i see this at the gym right? People are like, I want to get stronger. I want to get in shape. I want to be fit. But when you ask them, okay, what does that mean to you? They don't know how to, they don't know how to describe it. Right. So what Brandon was saying there and what I'm saying, and my goal is like, I have like quantifiable numbers to hit same with him and his goals. So that echoes back to my first point. Just having that goal is better than just winging it. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's why, I mean, I think people that make goals, 
I think they just hit their target faster and they honestly hit their target. Right. Like right. that's like people say like, you know, at the end of the year, after they eat that final, that final bite at the Christmas dinner, like, Oh man, I cannot wait to go on this diet. I mean, I feel, I feel so fat. Right. And then, you know, they, they, they go into that, um, they fall into that club, you know, the New Year's resolutioner where they make all these freaking goals. They, they go in the gym for, they, they buy a yearly membership to a gym just because they, they can think they're going to um, like trick themselves into doing that. And what they, what do they do? They only go for a month and they have to pay 11 months of a gym membership that they're never going to go back to. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it relates to health and fitness. So I, I, I like what you talked about, Hunter. Um, it's a cool deal. Um, how about you, man? What are some of your uh, year two through five goals? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm going to – so I know Hunter Hunter and I were very direct on our 2021 goals, um, but I think our 2022 to 2025 goals are a little bit more broad uh, just because, like we said, I mean, they can change on a yearly basis, right? And they Even a probably basis. will change. Yeah, they most likely will change, but that's because you never know what's going to happen, right? Things happen. That's why you need to set set up a uh, savings fund, right, for those rainy days. <laughs> well, um, I mean, shoot, COVID in twenty twenty, who would have thought that? So your goals in January, some of them might literally could not have happened if if they were affected by COVID. So, hundred percent. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so for my twenty uh, twenty two goals, I would say I would like to net sixty five. I think sixty five be kind of nice to net that. Uh, I want to buy two to three Airbnb short-term rentals, either short-term rentals, uh, unless like this long-term rental game is really is going well, especially if there's a pullback in 2021 where houses might become a little bit cheaper. I might just do long-term rentals for a short time just because it's in my market. Cause I mean, Charlotte, you can't, I mean, you can buy short-term rentals, but I don't think it's as lucrative as a long-term rental, right? Just because short-term rentals is for those destinations that have a lot of tourism, such as like, uh, Texas, uh, Tennessee, you know, Los Angeles, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I want to do that. Hopefully I can keep, I can keep the weight off. <laughs> that's like another goal. I uh, keep, I want to continue still reading 12 books a year. Hopefully that, I think that will increase, you know, as time goes on, continue to listen to podcasts and stuff like that. So 2023, I want to make, 70 net i think 70 net act and this is all by the way when i say net i'm talking about active income too i'm not talking about my passive just because i don't know too much about the passive income game like we know people that have eight properties right that make like two thousand dollars a month in passive income but then we know people that have like two properties and make like twenty thousand dollars a month in passive income so you just don't know what's going to happen right so it's just exactly and i mean you don't know how that's being calculated in terms of the taxes. So like, are they writing it off? I mean, there's just so many different variables. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been learning, especially in the recently is uh, in real estate, especially people like to do say like, Oh, I own this many units. And that's just a bragging game. You know what I mean? And they say, don't focus on how many units you have focus on how much passive income actually comes in. Right. That's more important than how many units you have. You can say you have 40 units, but who cares if you're, if you're like, and like, hundred dollars a month right or it can <laughs> barely breaking even when i have two units and i'm cash flowing like two thousand dollars a month right yeah no for sure yeah so i, I definitely want to do that and own two three airbnb properties 
and then what my year i think i'm on 23 right yeah or 22 mm-hmm. oh sorry 22 was two to three properties okay. 22 23 i want i want five properties five to six properties in my name right short-term rentals if i can and then i definitely want to be hopefully uh married at that time in two years let's see and 24 i want to i want to net 80 i think that's possible if i can net 80 in active income um as well as i want to own 10 to 15 units or 10 to 15 huge cash flowing properties because now if you go into 8 to 10 realm if you're doing only strs right I think you're you greatly surpass your life lifestyle expenses, right? I mean your um, living expenses. Now you're more going to the realm of lifestyle expenses. But the thing I talk With about how many lot, homes? I'm sorry, eight eight to ten. Okay, eight, eight yeah eight to ten, or ten to fifteen around that. I mean that's that's more tangible for me, because um, you definitely just don't want to be stagnant at spending all your life expenses, right? I mean, I mean, your uh, living expenses, you want to start going to lifestyle expenses, like traveling, buying stuff, giving back, you know, retiring your parents or something, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. 2025, I want to own, this might be a huge jump, but I want to own 15 to 20 Airbnb properties where I think, I think 20, I'm going to get capped at 20 just because that's enough for me. And plus, you guys don't see it right now, but Hunter's messing with his nose. <laughs> He's making me laugh. But um, <laughs> at 20 properties, I think you've greatly, I think you're going to be okay, right? Like say, for example, we had all Michael Elefante's, you know, Airbnb properties and all 20 of them were Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Smoky Mountains, right? Six-figure cash flow. Oh, dude, that would be, be a huge six-figure, right? And if you just have a property manager for that, you'd be, you'd be flowing in cash. Exactly. Um, and I mean, there's... And I don't know, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brandon, but when I think of, holy crap, 10 properties, 12 properties, if you have your systems in place, which you are going to have to, if you scale up that, that, uh, that high with the number of properties, you, it's, it's more manageable than what you think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the year, I think the fifth year is going to be the year where I decide if I want to continue working my job or do this full-time most like I'll probably do this full-time instead of working job, unless I truly love my job and I just hire a property manager just to look over my properties. and I just continue working. Um, but I think the biggest goal for me is I want to have, I probably want to have kids by that time, right? My fifth year, I definitely want to, <laughs> I definitely want to retire my family and my girlfriend's family. That's like huge on my list. Like they've worked hard for me. They've worked hard for her. You know, they say, I mean, I know her whole story and maybe one day we'll get her on the podcast. She can probably tell her story, but they they've been through a lot right so it's like i want to do that as well as like i want to get back every year man like i had a i have a really good life and i'm not afraid to say it like i had my i had my college paid for uh, my dad like he taught me a lot of what i know growing up um i have a car you know i didn't have to pay for my car and i mean i'm not saying it's like the greatest car on earth but i at least have something to get me from point a to point b right I Those never Honda had cores, man. They last. Hey, man, they do. Don't they? Don't 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 sleep on the Honda core, man. Man, you catch all the smoke because that thing lasts you to 300,000 miles. So hey, you're almost there. <laughs> well, I'm at 120. I'm actually oh, you, I'm actually pretty decent. But yeah, so I definitely want to give back just because like I had a really good life. I mean, it was very privileged life. Like I never had to 
you know, worry about food. I mean, maybe a few times, maybe growing up when I had a single mom, yeah, I had to worry about food and stuff like that. But after that, I, you know, it was, it was very lax after that, you know what I mean? But I did have to study. I did work. I mean, I did work pretty hard. I I started working when I was 16. I mean, they taught me the value of money at a very young age. Right. I think that's the problem nowadays that you don't have a lot of people that do that. They kind of just say, Hey, lifestyle inflation goes up buy what you earn. You work hard for your money and you spend it. I mean, for me, it's all about work hard for your money, save it and buy assets, right. To make you more and then, money. Yeah. And then your money works hard for you. Yeah, and and your that's money just works hard for something you. that blows my mind not to get on like a rant about again, money. But I think, uh, even where I come from Chapel Hill, I've been very, very blessed, uh, to have, um, everything I've had growing up, which honestly wasn't a lot starting out because my parents, they didn't, um, go to, college or anything so they were understanding and learning about the uh, money game as they as they went through it but I think going up in Chapel Hill I was around all these smart people and like doctors and lawyers and just academics right and it blows my mind how you can have be earning a lot of money but you can be spending a lot of money and when you spend more than you earn that's how you get trapped in debt and it's just not good. So understanding the game of money is huge, no matter what level of income earning power uh, you have. No, of course. And I don't want to sound like a broken record and like a guy that knows it all. And obviously money is not everything, right? Like, but the thing is the most important asset that we actually have is time. I mean, it's true. I mean, money can buy a clock, but money can't buy you time. Right. Mm. Um, A lot of people will say, Dude, money's not everything. But literally, man, 99% of the problems out there revolve around money, right? Like, it's true. I mean, we talk about this, like, divorce is the uh, number one factor, and that is what? Money, right? So it's like, say, for example, like, you and your wife or you and your husband just had a fight or whatever, um, and then the next day you have to go to work. You can't, you know what I mean? And you can't really talk about it. And then what happens? You guys just your, your, your thoughts just keep fighting you. You're like, Oh man, like, and he's cheating or she's cheating or she's stealing all the money, blah, blah, blah. blah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's ridiculous. And like poverty, you know, money can't buy you happiness, but if money can't buy you happiness, poverty can't buy you happiness. That's for damn sure. Right. I mean, well, I don't think I just I'm, think, yeah, I'm, I didn't mean, I think money is an amplifier. So if you have uh, things you want to accomplish, whether that is, set up a scholarship and and so-and-so name if you want to give philanthropically uh all that's accomplished through if you want to create impact through building a school like lebron james i mean you can go on and on like it you have to have money money it takes money and it's not that money is everything per se but money enables you to do goodwill and the good deeds you want to do because a lot of time people want to do even more with whether it's uh, giving to a certain uh, uh, giving to a certain charity, doing more for their child's school. It could be anything, and a lot of times they can't because they run out of money or they have to go and to work because of it. So I think uh, having a strong financial nest egg is essential. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, tell me one time where, you know, someone remember someone that didn't take a risk. That was like actually exponential. You know what I mean? You have to take a risk. And 
money is risky. Like you have to, I mean, scared money don't make money. Right. I mean, I know, yeah, that's, no, that's, right. I know that's a very cliche. <laughs> I know it's a very cliche term, but it's like, true. Like you Grant have to, car down. I mean, unless you freaking <laughs> win a lottery, but that's opposite. But, um, but yeah, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but that's, that's pretty much my five-year goal. So nice, man. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, uh, we're doing all this because, um, New Year's Eve is right around the corner. Um, we are recording this on December 30th, uh, which is a Wednesday, and it's coming out January 3rd. So a lot of people now are making their goals, and we just wanted to come on here and do an episode about what our goals were to kind of put it out there in the universe and manifest it, if you will, but also to give people some ideas who might not have any goals uh, or 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 they are having trouble coming up with some goals and what are some that we are doing and maybe they can take something from it. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And you know, if you have, even if it's not financial goals, I mean, it could be to like anything really go for it, man, like achieve it. You know what I mean? Say for example, you, you wanted to cook for the first time, go cook. You want to lose a certain amount of weight, lose a certain amount of weight. If you want to drive over a hundred miles, because you're you're scared to drive, go for it. You know what I mean? Like anything, hey, man. Just it can do be it. anything. As long as uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and it was saying something about like seventy one percent. I forget the percentage actually, but it was basically saying if you put your goals to paper, like pen to paper, type it out, print it out, and stick it up on the wall. Like if you literally write down your goals, you are so much more inclined to not only take steps towards them but complete them uh it's pretty awesome just that simple task of thinking about what you want and writing it down you will be well on your way in achieving it oh yeah no for sure it's all about the small wins right small wins create that momentum and that snowball effect and just get it done yeah that compounded interest baby um but anyways yeah, Hunter, you got any uh, final words or were those your final words? Those kind of were my final words, actually. Okay, but, uh, cool. I really right. uh, appreciate if you've listened all the way this far. We really do appreciate it here at Holistic GVSA. Uh, we hope this episode gives you insight onto not only our goals, but on some of the goals that you could be thinking about. Um, yeah, that's that's the final word. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Remember, guys, like if you guys know anyone that's an entrepreneur, like one of the criteria we're trying to reach is people that have been in business for at least um, a year. I mean, that's really because I mean, you can say you've been in business for six months, but most businesses feel I mean, fail in the first year of business, like 90 percent or something like that, something crazy. Um, so we want to make sure you've been probably been in business for a year. Yeah. Email us at holistic at gmail dot com or follow us and DM us. I mean, you don't have to follow us if you don't want to. And also. We're trying to reach a uh, hundred active listeners every episode. I mean, we're pretty, we're at like fifty four, I think it was, and that's pretty decent. I mean, for starters, for us, I mean, that's fifty four. That's pretty good. I mean, our first wild. episode, our first episode, we had eighty listeners. So, and then Michael, uh, Michael's episode, we had like seventy or something, something nuts. So, I mean, I mean, we're averaging around like 50 right now. I mean, if we can get up to a hundred, that'd be great. And I think that's another 2021 year goal is we want to hit, I think 300 active listeners. That'd be kind of awesome. You know, that'd be really so, awesome. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, 
we want to thank you guys again so much and we hope everyone has some really good new year's goals and hope you guys can achieve them so with that we'll see y'all later